welcome to Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons' official podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, and I'm here with Jason Bond. What's going on? Uh, how you doing, Jason? What's ah, going on? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Not too bad. That's good. And that's good, then. Because it could be going bad. All right. <laughs> we'll stick with that. Oh, yeah, so this is Watchpoint episode number three. This is actually our first episode on our normal track. Every episode up until now has been week for week. And it really did it. For me, it felt like a, it felt like a long break, like two weeks. Uh, it did. I, you know, last Monday rolled around. I was like, man, I feel like I should really be doing something tonight. Oh no, I have a bit of a vacation from this. That's kind of weird. What am I going to do with myself? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's very, very strange, but we're back. And like I said, last week, we were going to be doing this every two weeks for now. I mean, unless unless the Overwatch news starts pumping out that much, then you know, might have to kick up the you know, kick up the pace a little bit, you know. So, but uh, today is February 29th. This podcast should be available on March 1st, just to give you an idea of where we are. And a quite a bit has happened in the two weeks. The last time you heard from us, um, people were complaining about Torbjorn and Bash, and that was pretty much what was on everybody's lips that they hated. The changes to Torbjorn and Bastion, and that it was ruining the game, and that it, well, the game wasn't fun, when in reality, they just didn't know how to play them, and they refused to learn. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, they were refusing to learn, because I am sorry. A, a Bastion without a shield is totally killable. Okay? Oh, a barrier. That's what it is. Not a shield, it's a barrier. He, he was easier, and then it just took, you know, it took a little bit of... Um, time to not, not, it didn't even take me that much time to adjust to, to Bastion or Torpion I should say because even him he was tougher but I got used to him but hey that's just me and it's not even an issue anymore because we're going to get into that we're going to get into the patches <laughs> okay uh, there were some things that happened but the first thing I do want to mention and uh, sorry Bond to throw you off because this is kind of out of the order we had <laughs> the podcast <laughs> right in okay but I, I did want to mention first that hacking has arrived mm-hmm Hacking has definitely arrived in Overwatch. Uh, in Overwatch, it's actually going to be a lot easier to catch because of the kill cam. So for those of you who have been turning off your kill cam because, you know, you, know, you, you don't <laughs> want that salt, you know, you, you, <laughs> you know, you could, you know, somebody who killed you could actually be cheating. You just didn't know it. You'll never know because you were uh, too much of a baby to watch the kill cam. Too much of a baby <laughs> watch the kill cam. <laughs> Yeah, so sorry. I am so sorry, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I wasn't prepared to do that impersonation. <laughs> uh, oh boy, I could try this out. Um, no, no, you know I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> let's, not, let's not do it. I am sorry to the audience and to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, where is he from? Austria. I'm sorry to Austria for doing that. <laughs> so you better be but, uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm done for the night. No more impersonations for me all right but, um <laughs> yeah we're, we're gonna put a video in the show notes that clearly this guy is hacking i mean his mouse movement was smooth as like whipped cream <laughs> i think the term you used was uh smooth like butter Smooth like butter, and I'm talking about like the butter, you, the 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 butter you get in the uh, like I can't believe it's butter butter or the Betty Crocker, <laughs> the one that you know your grandmother actually you know once it's empty she puts other stuff into. <laughs> like it, it is super smooth, and he just the 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 crosshair was just locked, 
locked on to this guy who was flying through the air. Now, he wasn't just, like, flying like fair. He was jumping off of something, and he did mm-hmm. a jumping arch. And the, 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 the gun, the way it just tracked his movements all yes. the way across, there's no way. It was human. It was way too smooth. The guy was very erratic, too. Uh, the the character that was being shot, it was a Genji, and he was being very erratic with his movement, it seemed like. But I will point out that I watched another video that somebody who actually caught that same one, they were uh, spectating. They spectated on this guy, and they showed the pauses when he got called out and before, you know, before and after, and how his movements were just freaking all over the place. And yeah. it was very obvious. Yeah, it, it was really, really obvious. And this guy was hacking. It's like, wow, the game's not even out of beta. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing this does concern, this is one reason this does concern me, is because Blizzard is known to not be the fastest when it comes to taking care of hackers and cheaters. I mean, when they do drop the ban hammer, it's fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not fast, sorry. It, it's, it's massive. It is when massive they, and it's final. <laughs> yes, when they do drop the ban hammer, oh, yeah, it's big. But it takes them a long time to actually drop that ban hammer, and I don't know. Like to me, that's a that's that's a bigger problem in Overwatch than it would be in, let's say, World of Warcraft or even uh, a Heroes of the Storm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that that it is because you know with World of Warcraft, you can just go play PV if if, if a bunch of people are hacking. Uh, you could just play, you know, PVE for a while, and you know, it's fine. Uh, with like Heroes of the Storm, I mean, like, what kind of hacking are you dealing with? Like macros, maybe? Um, I don't know, like maybe uh, health buffs of some kind or something. Well, no, I think because it's like you know, it, it, Heroes of the Storm, like you know, I don't think you could cheat. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't know anything about cheating in Heroes of the Storm. I never even right. thought about it until I, until I watched this video, but. You know, in Heroes of the Storm, I think that the most cheating you get is somebody hitting one button and it does a macro. You know? Mm. Um, but in this game, like, you have no place to go if if people are grabbing hacks, you know? And then another thing with this game is you could constantly play the same people over and over and over again and more frequently. Yep. You know? And, and that, I think, is a problem. So Blizzard would need to react faster than they normally do in, in these situations. Because hacks can kill a game. That's the thing. Well, hacks can kill uh, shooters. Yes, they can. I've seen it happen plenty of times in plenty of games. Oh, yeah. Hacks can totally kill shooters. And it's not like Valve is super fast either, but they are faster than Blizzard. I'll tell you that much. So, Blizz, you know, please pay attention to this. Actually, I don't know if... Somebody has posted this into the Blizzard forums yet, but I'm going to post it anyway and say, hey, can somebody take a look at this because this is just beta and we already got people hacking it up. Uh-huh. So, uh, But yeah, that's, that's the mentions for this week. Hacking has arrived. Please be careful. You know, turn on your kill cam so that if somebody is hacking, you can, you can, you can rate them negative, and if you recorded it, you can, you know, pop it into... Uh, into the forums. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. I don't think I have any other mentions this week. No other really small uh, topics really going around. Uh, but let's go. Let's get into, I guess, the main part of our show. Let's talk about the recent patch, which actually, I believe that this patch came out 
shortly after our last show. Yes, I believe the patch came out on the 18th. Our show came out on the 16th. So two days after our last show, new patch notes for the babies that didn't like Bastion <laughs> and Torbjorn. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. I'm being mean. I'm being mean. I'd, you know why I'm being mean about it? Because I enjoyed the changes to Bastion and Torbjorn. I think that the changes made both of them more difficult to deal with and more competitive, and they, they gave them more of a challenge. Because now Bastion wasn't just a character that you sit at the end of a map, you know, uh, like at the end of King's Watch or something like that, where there's back to the wall and he's trying to, you know, fire out. And Torbjorn was way more uh, flexible. Now he's, he's viable on offense and he's viable on defense. And he's not afraid to throw his turret out in situations where it may not survive. So I like the changes, and I and I learned to adapt. And trust me, what I know, it, it was was very difficult to deal with two, a Torbjorn and a Bastion together. Difficult, not impossible. And I really wish the community would have stepped up a bit and learned the meta for that. And then I, I just think it would be more fun. So, But you know what? I don't want to ruin anybody's fun, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if 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 you if if you just couldn't deal with it, you couldn't deal with it, I guess, and that's fine. Uh, but there were some patch notes that came with the patches, obviously. So Bond, why don't you go ahead and get into that? All right, we'll start off here with uh, looks like the hero balance changes that we have. So we're gonna start off with uh, Bastion, uh, or some people, you know, may look at crybaby players. <laughs> okay, so we got here configuration recon maximum maximum weapon spread decreased by twenty five percent. Configuration sentry no longer gains any armor bonus, and all changes to bullet damage made in our February 9th beta patch have been reverted. Developer comments on this is that we've given configuration recon a bit of a boost to allow Bastion to run and gun more efficiently when needed. We've also made significant changes to Bastion's survivability and offensive capabilities when in configuration sentry. By removing the 300 additional armor, Bastion is now more vulnerable to attack. However, its overall damage output has been increased as a result of reverting earlier nerfs to sentry bullet damage. We're very eager to see how both of these updates play out in the beta. Uh, well, in my opinion, Bastion, at least in regular play, is almost useless. In competitive play... He's probably better, uh, especially when you're working together with your team. And that's the point of it. You know, you are supposed to work together with your team on this. Um, you know, when you see somebody with a Reinhardt and they put themselves in front of a Bastion, that's a good strategy. You know, that, mm -hmm. that's a good strategy. But I'll be honest with you, at the same time, that means you now have two players that are tasked to want, that are, that are stuck on one task. And you can get around them. Like, you know, I. I I had to hop on the mic the other night while I was playing to tell people stop going. We were playing um, the movie studio. I forget what it's actually called, but we were playing the, the movie studio. And in the beginning, when you come out of the movie theater, people just kept running up the middle. I'm like, why? Why, why would you even do that? Like, are you paying attention? Or are you like on the phone looking down and, and not paying attention at all? Like, this is a bastion with a... Uh, you know, with a shield, with a, with a, with a uh, barrier in front of them. So, like, why would you do that? But still, people did. I mean, so, yeah, if you play together with a team, like, you can definitely make Bastion work a bit more. But in regular play, I'm sorry, he, he's been completely neutered. 
most of the time I see Bastion now, he's being destroyed. He's being taken apart. Now, don't get me wrong. If he catches you in his sights, like, he'll mow you down. He can mow you down like he used to. You know, he, he used to be, like, if he, it only takes a few seconds for you to get destroyed by him. And he can still turn 360, so just being behind him isn't going to be enough. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you still have to dip in and out of wherever you are to shoot him. But now Widowmaker just plucks him off. Widowmaker picks him apart with no problem. Now, can he go and go head-to-head with Widowmaker, or is that still her game, pretty much? Long, the long game is hers, definitely. I mean, they, they did decrease the weapon spread, which means that he's more accurate at a distance. But if a, if a Reinhardt comes around a corner, uh, the Reinhardt can absorb the hits, and by the time Reinhardt's shield is, you know, I would say down to a quarter of its, mm-hmm. of its capacity, a uh, quarter of the barrier... If you have one or two other characters shooting at him, he'd already be dead. Like, a Reinhardt and a Soldier 76 could easily take out a Bastion. Easily. Mm. You know, like, he... In, in solo play, he's he's pretty much neutered. Like, it's... I'm kind of wondering now if, uh, like, as a McCree with one burst, if that'd be able to take him out. I don't think so. I think you need at least two bursts. Okay. So you shoot, you I guess you you shoot, you uh, do your dodge move, you, yep. you roll, and then you shoot again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, uh, in competitive play, which I need to I need to watch a couple of the games from this past week, and actually the last two weeks I haven't been able to watch any of the competitive matchups. Mm-hmm. But if uh, in competitive, I can only imagine that they have to really work together with with Bastion to make him viable now because. No, he's just not by himself. Not, I'm not even mean, I don't even mean like by himself either. Like I'm not saying Bastion runs out into an alleyway and then goes in Sentry and is able to mow down a team. I'm talking about with his team kind of around him, he's still an open target because he can't move, and he's the easiest to take out. His team actively has to be working with him. Actively has to be working with him, or else it won't work. So We'll see how <sighs> that goes in the future then. Yeah, but uh, continue, good sir. All right, so the next one we got here is Diva. Diva's mech is no longer move or aim locked after being called down. The self destruct, which is her ultimate ability, now charge generates the the charges are now generated passively for this, either if she's dead or if the mech is destroyed. And the ultimate cost of uh, call mech has been decreased by twenty percent. The developer comments on this is the changes we made to how heroes gain ultimate charge in the February 9th beta patch has had some unintended side effects for D.Va, making it much harder for her to generate ultimate than before. These changes should help correct this pain point, as well as provide a nice quality of life change to the process of summoning her mech. 100% on the nose, good job, Blizzard. (laughs) 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 Because I think it's either in the last show... Or the fir- or watch point number one, where I said that Diva really it really feels like there's no reason to play Diva. Now there is. Now you're seeing way more Divas getting played. Uh, they're way more viable. You're actually seeing their alt now. There were so many games before they did this patch where if there was a good chance like you didn't see Diva's alt during the game. Like mm-hmm. before this patch, I think I saw Diva's alt twice. <laughs> I think that's what like twice, really? dude. Yeah, and now you see it way more because it just keeps charging no matter what. 
Yeah, so, how about the uh, explosion? Has the explosion itself, like the uh, the speed of it, been tuned up or down or anything? Have you noticed? I don't. I can't. I don't think so. All I notice is that more people are less people are dying from it. People are getting smarter about it. Yes, we like that. <laughs> yes, because here's the deal: no matter what, what what happens now is no matter what. No matter as soon as you hear the noise, people hide for cover. Yep. So. People don't even look for the mech anymore. They just hide for cover. Because so, what people have been doing now, and what, what I started doing, because it's the only way you'll get kills with it at this point, is you have to fly overhead where people, like, you have to kind of, you have to be sneaky with it now. You can't just do it if you want to kill somebody. Now, if you're just trying to kill, a con- if you're just trying to clear a control point, mm-hmm. you know, to get people off of it so that your team can come in, this is a totally, you can totally just slide the mech in there and do it so people will move. That's a viable tactic. But if you're actually trying to kill people, you kind of have to sneak to an area, fly up in the air above where you want to go, and then pop your ult in the air and let the mech fall to the ground while you're doing it. Hmm. That's, kind of, that's really the only way I've been able to kill people. Other than that, I mean, like, if you catch people, like, in the open open, sure. But in this game, there's no, there's really no maps that are super open. Even on the control point maps, they're, all, they're, they're closed off. You, you know, so if you go into the control point and pop your alt, everybody just gets out of the control point. Well, I don't know, this is again where teamwork might be able to come in if you have, say, like a May going and putting up a, uh, a wall, you know, at exits or something like that. If you're going for a maximum kill, even on a defensive uh, game, that'd be pretty powerful. Yeah, like you would, you would definitely have to use it in conjunction with somebody who's holding people in place. Like, if May could put her ult down and freeze everybody, mm-hmm. and you pop your ult, you can, that'll definitely work. Hmm, getting some uh, interesting uh, strategies down here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know, somebody may have already employed it. I guess I haven't watched any of the uh, competitive matches in, in a few weeks, to be honest with you. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean that that's viable, but we're in solo play. It's a bit more difficult. And for so, if you're a solo player, I don't think and most solo players, I would say, aren't necessarily looking to do the strategic move. They're looking for the kills. Yep. <laughs> you know, they're looking for the kills, and they they they're not really concerned with. I'm just going to do this to move everybody off the point because we were talking last week, uh, and people don't even get on the point to contest it so that their teammates can come and, 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 and help them out. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll just rather stay off the point. Actually, I just had a situation the other day where I asked a Roadhog, I was playing King's Watch, and we were on the first control point, and this ro- like the, the overtime timer was going down, and I thought this Roadhog was going to come in. I'm the only person on the point. I'm a Symmetra. I'm a Symmetra. <laughs> I have turrets up. So if he came up to the point, he'd start getting hit with the turrets. But he's a fucking Roadhog at almost full health. I'm not going to kill him right away. And then if I get close enough to him to actually use my primary weapon, yep. he's going to murder me. Yep. You know? So he actually, he could even if he dies, he would have bought his team enough time to come by. All right? But no, he was dancing outside the point. And at just as the timer went down. When I looked to the right, I saw his teammates <laughs> coming through. I'm like, "See, you guys could have, you could have did something here." Because my team was still way back. I think my team actually stopped coming up because they thought we were going to lose it. 
See, at that point, especially when the clock is ticking down, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't go in there and just do something. But again, I feel like everybody's a little too uh, stat-centric when it comes to worry. Yes, that that is true. So, but uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, when, when you're talking solo play or uh, pub play, we're not talking about the same people who are, who are trying to run um, you know, strategic moves. Even competitive players aren't trying their hardest in pubs. So, but uh, yeah, Diva, I do like the changes. I think I think they're good. Uh, continue, my good man. Talk All about right. fucking May. I hate May. <laughs> but go for it. <laughs> okay, so the next person on here, we got May. And it looks like the endothermic blaster, uh, the alternate fire of this, uh, has had its ammo cost decrease from 50 to 40. And the comments on this one is, the goal of this small change is to make it so that using May's alternate fire doesn't feel like it's compromising her primary fire. Please tell us what's going on with this, dude. <sighs> <laughs> they don't need, in my opinion, they don't need to make any changes to to May. I don't think they need to make any changes to May because she already feels so powerful as a player as it is. I mean, she's a she's a defensive player who has essentially a weapon that at a distance at like. 30 to 40 feet away from somebody, she starts to slow them down. As soon as her her shit, uh, her fucking cold beam or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. starts to touch you, you slow down. Okay? So you start slowing down, that makes it easy for her to catch up with you. You gen- Even Soldier 76 generally doesn't have a powerful enough weapon to take May's health down while she's shooting at him. You know? Interesting. I'm sorry, but I, I've had Maze that ran in a straight line to me. And <laughs> I, I like can, where this is going. Yeah, I can almost kill them, and then I don't kill them. You know, <laughs> I, and I don't kill them, and then I'm frozen, and she punches me, and I'm done. I'm sorry, but that something's got to give here with May. Fuck her and her ammo cost decrease. <laughs> if you play May, fuck you. <laughs> I, I, honestly i hate her character hate that shit Ah, <laughs> uh, i need to go play she, that one she's annoying as shit to me like she actually you know people talk about basha and torbjorn mm-hmm. making the game not fun she makes the game not fun <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so but yeah i mean i no, i don't even play i dislike her so much i don't even play her Hmm. <laughs> That's all right. I played her once or twice, but I just don't like it. I feel bad <laughs> playing her because I'm like, oh, I cannot believe I'm doing this shit. <laughs> uh, but go ahead, keep on going. <laughs> Next one we have up is Mercy. Guardian Angel can no longer target the souls of dead allies. The change we made to Guardian Angel and February 9th beta patch, allowing the ability to target the souls of dead allies, was intended to help Mercy get to where her resurrect may be the most needed. In practice, this change caused problems. We saw a lot of feedback from players, noting that they'd accidentally targeted a dead ally when they meant to target a living ally, or that they'd target a dead ally thinking it was a living ally initially. As a result, we've reverted reverted the original change. Have you seen this in play? Not for me, because I know how to aim at a person who's actually still alive. Like it's <laughs> I I never had a problem. I do play Mercy when you know when needed, which is quite a bit because nobody likes to play support. So, but um, I'm sorry. I I I could clearly I never had a problem locking on to somebody, uh, by accident. Never. <laughs> 
and even if you do use your guardian angel to get to somebody, uh, you can still be healing or buffing somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, no, I, I mean, if they want to revert the change, I guess it means nothing's lost. And, you know, I guess, to me, to be honest with you, the whole guardian angel being able to target the soul dead allies, that to me was just a, a way to move around faster. Right. But, That's what it would seem like, yeah. Yeah, but no, they're saying that they meant to do that so that people can do Guardian Angel to an ally and then res them. I never used it that way, so right. I got, okay, fine, no problem. She's not my main. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's fine. I don't, yeah, I really don't have much feeling about that, but okay, that's fine. And uh, the reason you don't care as much is because she's not May. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but go for it. Next up here we have Torbjorn. Turret bullet damage decreased from 16 to 14. Turret repair amount decreased from 100 to 50 health per swing. The rivet gun maximum ammo has been decreased from 20 to 18. And the alternate fire cost is decreased from 5 to 3. Comments on this one are Torbjorn's turrets currently feel a little too powerful. So to start, we're taking away with some of their power as well as removing Torbjorn's ability to out-repair reasonable incoming damage. Torbjorn's rivet gun is also getting a small boost to allow for more liberal use of his alternate fire when needed. And it's important to point out in here that in the patch notes, they say that uh, the turrets currently feel a little too powerful, and it says so in parentheses to start, which means it looks like we're going to have some more uh, nerfs or buffs uh, coming in the future for this while they uh, iron this out. I believe so. Uh, so let's start with the bullet uh, damage decrease. I think on reg- on non-armored characters, it doesn't make a difference. You know, you're talking your your Widowmaker, your um, uh, oh wow, uh, why am I forgetting her name? <laughs> uh, Tracer. Sorry, whoo, <laughs> your Tracer. Listen, and here at Mash Those Buttons, we really do not like the Tracer class. <laughs> well, yeah, because you keep calling her the Tracer. And, <laughs> and I, it's Tracer. And I'm like, why am I having a brain... I mean, my brain's fried. Long day at work. Sorry, folks. Uh, but yeah, so you really won't notice the difference. It's still going to kill your ass. <laughs> you know, so just, just be aware of that. Uh, Soldier 76, while he can't take, like, a bunch of direct fire. Like, if he's if he's in the line of fire for a few seconds, he'll die. Uh, but he can't... It does give him enough time to pop in and pop out with, with shots. Not to mention, if you put down your your healing for Soldier 76 mm-hmm. and then fire against a turret, you'll take it down. Now, that's the next part where it says that the, the repair amount was decreased from 100 to 50... I think that should be maybe 100 to 80, maybe 100 to 75, because now it really feels like Torb can't out-repair anything. As a Soldier 76, I can out-shoot. You know, if I, if I shoot and use my, uh, my uh, secondary for Soldier 76, I'm taking the turret out mm-hmm. at level 2. So while I get, you know, if, if a Farah is, you know, using Rocket Barrage uh, or whatever the name of the alt is. I can't think of it right now. 
or you know, if if somebody if we're focusing down on that turret, that Torbjorn should not be able to out uh, repair it. I understand that, but I don't think I necessarily think a Soldier seventy six versus a Torbjorn and his turret while he's repairing the turret. You know, I think he should be able to out repair that because it's not like he's doing anything else. He's sitting there with the hammer, hammering on the turret. I don't know. I, that, that, that's what I think. I, I think they took it down a bit too much, in my opinion. Hmm. We'll probably uh, see the, that change uh, pretty quick here. Then, yeah, well, we'll see. Well, I mean, the, the 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 community probably loves it because now both Torbjorn and Bastion are pretty much they're nerfed. They're easy now again. I, I know Blizzard wanted to. I know they wanted to make it easier for new players and more challenging for hard players, but we talked about that last week. You cannot do that. It's either going to be a harder class to beat or it's going to be an easier class to beat. Now it's an easier class to beat on both fronts. You have to be a complete noob or and or a complete moron to constantly <laughs> be killed by Torb. I mean, of course everybody's going to die by Torb because sometimes you're going to pop around a corner there's going to be a fucking turret there. you know, Or you're going to try to see, you know, well, can I get past them this way, or can I go this way? Gonna try to try to die, you know. Like it's that's gonna happen, but like to not be able to figure out how to beat a Torb, that's a problem, you know. So, uh, they, in my, they 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 weaken both Torb and Bastion, but at least I'll still see Torb more frequently. I'll see Torbjorn pretty frequently, and I'm I'm sorry, Bastion. Damn shame what they did to that dog. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, but go ahead. What's that? That's it for the actual character. That's it for changes. the heroes. Yep, we have some yeah. uh, some general bug fixes here, which is uh, it looks like they fixed several in-game location, which it was possible to use the tracer's blink ability to exit intended play space, which that just sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> fix an issue when blue color effects would sometimes get stuck on a screen. That happened to me once. Um, like right, it's, it's the thing that happens when uh, you win. Uh-huh. It says victory, and it has like this blue, like shiny thing behind it. Uh-huh. I think that used to get that got stuck on my screen once. Looks like uh, fix a crash that could happen when opening loot boxes, which again sounds awful. Yep. Uh, fix several client and server side crashes, which as uh, any you know player of any EA game, I'm I'm fairly familiar with. So that also sounds equally as awful, if not worse. <clears throat> uh, Heroes, it looks like there was an a issue that was fixed that caused Yada to receive more credit than intended for kill assist when determining play of the game, which I think is uh, unnecessary because Yada is awesome. <laughs> I uh, did reap the <laughs> benefits of that for sure. Like I did a hundred health on him. Nah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, it was funny. Uh, spectating, and I kind of like this one because this will tie in a little bit with what we talked about earlier. Which is, while spectating, projectiles will now appear to line up more correctly with targets when viewing a player in spectator mode. So, uh, I think this is actually it seems like it could be a pretty good, uh, worthwhile uh, bullet point here if this is going to help with you know spectating people who are hacking. Yes, that that is huge. I mean, even if. You aren't recording, maybe somebody is. Mm-hmm. So. Which, uh, case in point, which is literally the video that we're going to post later on. Uh, there's another video which we can add to that, uh, which shows it from a completely different perspective and shows you that the person was, you know, not very legit. Yes. Uh, but let's move on to the Jeff Kaplan interview because 
either it was either it was actually on the seventeenth. This interview came out on Eurogamer. So yeah, the day after our show, Jeff Kaplan interview, and then uh, you know the day after that, patch notes. I gotta talk to Jeff and say, hey Jeff, that wasn't cool. You really gotta <laughs> let me know when you're gonna do this stuff. I'll push the show back. <laughs> At this point, I think we're uh, closer to last week tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, not but, as cool uh, as John Oliver, but I wear plaid. Oh, well. <laughs> Look at you. Anyway, um, yeah. so the, the, the interview touched on quite a few things. I know they, they basically touched, they wanted to, I guess they wanted to have an interview for the beginning of the new beta to kind of talk about some of the new systems, like the progression system, uh, for example. Uh, the fact that leveling never stops, and you get a loot box with each level. Now, that's something I heard. They didn't necessarily confirm that. They didn't say that was 100% set in stone, but I believe that is the way it's going to be, which is great because that means, you know, you're, if you're paying $40 or $60 for a game, you can indeed get everything unlocked that you want because the way the loot boxes work, some they, they drop either... Well, actually, well, we talked about this this class of items is common, like uncommon. It's common, rare, epic, legendary. So, you know, you can get, uh, you know, all the voice lines, all the different skins, uh, you know, all the different poses and things like that in these loot boxes. And then on top of that, you can get credits, which will give you, will allow you to purchase whatever unlocks you want. So once you spend your forty dollars, or once you spend your sixty dollars, you don't have to spend another dime if you don't want to. All you have to do is just do, you know, play through progression. That's it. That's all you have to do. Which I know some people are going to be upset about the fact that they're going to open a store and they're going to allow these loot boxes to be purchased and they're probably going to allow credits to be purchased. But none of this stuff has anything to do with gameplay. The biggest thing may be skins, like having a skin that matches more with a certain level, maybe, you know, and so it's harder to see the person. But then again, you can't necessarily prepare. I guess on a competitive map you can prepare, but you I was know, just about to ask that how you how you change. Are you able to change while you're in game at you know no, at will or you have to completely come out of the queue to go to your hero and then change that stuff. Completely come out. So no, you cannot change on the fly. I gotta say, this isn't really. It doesn't feel like a game to me where it would even matter what you're wearing when you're trying. Like I don't see how blending in would really help you on this type of a game. Well, it could just make it a little bit harder to see. You know, especially if you're trying Quick to target somebody. kind of a thing. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So for the most part, every costume I've seen makes people more visible. The only costume I've seen that doesn't are like the dark costumes on King's Watch. Like the dark Anubis skin for Pharah. Or actually, my next legendary skin I'm going to buy, which I think it's legendary, I got to double check, but it's going to be the Diva skin now that I'm playing her again. <laughs> she has this, this cool dark uh, mech skin that she has. So, uh, yeah, like those are a little bit different, but for the most part, it doesn't. You're 100% right. But yeah, mm-hmm. the loot boxes, you'll continue to level up. I mean, obviously, it takes more XP for each level you get. I, I imagine there has to be some type of XP cap. Like, I think maybe once you hit level 100 or something like that, you have to hit the same level of XP. There has to be. I, I seriously doubt they're going to exponentially continue to bump how much XP you need. Because then it will, you will reach a point where it's impossible for you to get the next loot box. 
you know, if this was another company, I'd say they want that to happen, so you just buy stuff, but it's Blizzard, so I am more inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know? <laughs> so, they also confirmed in the interview that there are more game modes to come. They are not done uh, working on that. Uh, you know, they didn't necessarily say for sure whether you're going to be able to, uh, you know, purchase loot boxes, but come on. Come on. Uh, it seemed like in the article that they were very heavily leaning towards um saying maybe but what i got out of that was yeah that's probably gonna happen yeah yeah oh well if because well, well later on in the interview he, he talks about how all blizzard games at this point any game that blizzard puts out is supposed to be a lifetime game that means you have to have a lifetime revenue stream so mm-hmm. that that definitely means that uh it's a balance they, it's a it's a it's a trade-off that you have with games because you know through the years, we've both played quite a few games. We've seen communities grow. We've seen them fester. We've seen them die. <laughs> Battlefield 2142. And, Rest uh, in peace. I love that game. I love 2142. such a good game. Oh, a moment of silence for Battlefield 2142. Yes. So sad. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> now, over <laughs> that mind right here, we have to have a trade-off for things. So I understand that microtransactions are going to be in a game. And, you know... As long as it's not outrageously, you know, outrageously priced, you know, for something I'm willing to make that bit of a microtransaction to look badass while I'm taking somebody's head off with, you know, with uh, the OP Widowmaker. Or, you know, <laughs> if I'm going in with McCree, like, you know, I think there were some microtransactions I made, you know, through uh, TF2 even for like certain rifles and stuff for the sniper. Gotcha. You know, I don't mind doing that thing. I understand it's got to be a trade off. And I'm usually okay with those kinds of trade offs for a game, especially if we're going to get uh, longevity out of it. Yeah, and actually for TF2, T- like the microtransaction, well, for the, actually for, for competitive TF2, you obviously can't use those other guns. Mm-hmm. But microtransactions for competitive, for, for TF2 are, are actually, uh, they impact the game more because those guns are actually different. Mm-hmm. Like, you know the gun I love to use? Which I love one? to use the gun that you got if you pre-ordered Deus Ex, the one where you can get a double headshot. I don't think I use that one at all. Really? Do you have it? Because it's a no. You can't fire it unless you are aiming down the sights. That's the trade-off with that. Is gun. that the uh, rail cannon-looking one? Kind of, yes. Because I had Tra- that one where, yeah, it wouldn't fire unless you were aiming down the sights through the scope. Yes, there, there is a that is the, the trade-off with that gun is that if you're running because with the other gun, you know, with the other sniper rifles, mm-hmm. you can just you know you pull the trigger and you can no scope somebody. Yep. pretty easily. But with this one, you had to be aiming down a scope, so there's the trade-off there. Also, there was that other gun. Uh, it came as part of a set with the alligator back. I'm pretty yeah. the alligator back. <laughs> it's the gun that uh, you have to get headshots in order for it to power up. Every headshot you get increases the power. Okay? Every headshot you get increases the power. If you get a body shot, it doesn't. It actually re- it lowers the power by one, and if you miss, it, it removes all of your power. That, that's, was, uh, that would have a pretty high uh, skill cap on that. That yes, sounds pretty I, awesome. I loved that gun. It was so <laughs> awesome to use because it made it added an additional challenge to the game and put you you put more pressure on yourself. If you you would think of it as a masochist or something like that, talking about it, but it's awesome. I've played games with you before enough to know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like the microtransaction on TF2 would seem to have more effect than the microtransactions here because it's all cosmetic. I mean, I don't think 
Blizzard is going to add weapons into the I mean they could add weapons or maybe just weapon skins into the game. But I don't I don't think they're gonna add weapons to the game that actually change the way the weapons work because that's another level of balancing they have to deal with. And you already have twenty one characters. You're gonna add more. That's too much. At some point it's gonna break. It's gonna break at some point. And I'm pretty sure Overwatch does not have the same team size as a StarCraft two or a Diablo, or a, especially not a World of Warcraft, you know. Uh, so, it's I think it'll be too much to balance if they added weapons that would actually change, you know, change the way the weapons work. You know, so like microtransaction in this game, I don't think it's anything to be salty about at all. Agreed. It's coming full circle to what we were talking about. I don't, I don't, I don't have a single problem with microtransactions in this game. Especially with as long as they keep the progression system the way it is, or improve it, they could improve it. But as long as they keep the progression system the way it is, I have no problem just playing the game and giving them things that I want. You know, mm-hmm. like so, like you know, I've I've gotten skins that I've wanted, but you know, this the, the the one skin I wanted badly was the was it the raw skin? I think it was the raw skin from uh, for Zenyatta. Have you seen that? No, let me look that up. Yeah, it's R-A, Rise, like Amun-Ra. Mm-hmm. And for Zenyatta, that's the one I wanted. And I would have actually paid to get credits to, to buy that. You know? And, oh, that looks kind of badass. Yeah, I have it now because I saved up all the credits I got. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Now, one thing I will tell you is that if you do get a duplicate item in your loot boxes, it actually turns into credits for you. So that's pretty cool, too. Oh, oh, look at that. You can be the Sultan from Aladdin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I have no problem with microtransactions in this game because it's beta already, and I already feel like this game is worth the money that I would spend on it. You know, so I, I really, I, I, I have no problem with that. Now, one of the things that they also uh, they got into, or the topic they got into, was ranked play, which I am very very uh interested in mm-hmm. one but i'll be honest with you if ranked play does not limit one hero per team like you each team to one hero like you know per team like you know no Unique double hero. mccree no double torbjorn then i don't think it's going to be worth it to be honest with you no double fucking winston because that shit's annoying <laughs> as fuck double winston Oh, um, I missed that one time. We went six Winstons. <laughs> that shit is so annoying. I feel so bad. After so I, somebody went triple Winston on us, we beat him, but it was so annoying. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. The only, uh, the only gratification I got is that we beat them, and they were assholes for going triple Winston. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you, ranked play, I would, if, if, you, if they don't limit heroes, I'm sorry. I it would turn me off to ranked play. Like, why even bother? Because now, it's not just me playing. Now I'm playing, and I'm trying to rank up and progress, but I got these guys who are going double, triple, uh, you know, D.Va, and, you know, three Torb, you know, three uh, Bastions at the end of a level. Like, come on, dude. Come on. Too much. So hopefully, uh, with ranked play, they do... They, they they make some smart moves like that. Now uh, they ho- they say they hope to have it in beta by March, but 
even if it's in beta, they don't know if it's going to be enough or good enough to actually release with the game. So even after the game comes out, ranked play may not be available. You know, I'm okay with them taking the time that they need to to get a system that works right. Uh, You know, like I said, I think it's very important. I think that they seem to have put so much uh, time into this game and effort that it would, you know, behoove them to, again, take that time, think it out, make something that works across the board for everyone if they can. If not, go competitive. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right, so... uh... Along with ranked play, you, you have to, when you talk about ranked, you also have to talk about competitive play. And Jeff mentioned that when he was thinking about competitive play, it was very different from the from the way other people were defining competitive play. And the way he was thinking about competitive play was much closer to the way I think I am thinking about it, or maybe even you mm-hmm. uh, would think about it, Bond, mm-hmm. with competitive play, where you know how do we make six v six two teams with strategies, uh, you know, how do we make that fair and balanced and, and competitive? How do we make that challenging? I think because this game is going to be so team-based, I think it's it's not going to rely, you know, I don't know, like I'm thinking back to my Counter-Strike days where it was trying to set people up, you know, you know where we're going to catch them in a crossfire. You know, of course, you always had that one person who liked to, you know, clutch everything on their own, you know, in the mid, you know, with an op or something. But this right here, I I don't think that solo queuing is really going to do a whole lot when it comes to team, when it comes to competitive play. I think well, if you want your not. solo stuff, absolutely. Go right ahead, queue up as a pug. That's fine. That should be your solo stuff. That's That's for fun. But when it's like competitive... I'm thinking team-based. I'm all about being, you know, a team player and working with a team to achieve that overall victory. Well, yeah. Well, when he mentioned that people wanted the solo queue, and that's what they meant by competitive, I kind of I wish I was there <laughs> to say, well, they want prog- they want a way to progress. They don't necessarily want competitive gameplay because if you want competitive gameplay, maybe this is the whole, maybe this is the whole point that he was making about how people view competitive gameplay differently. Uh, competitive gameplay to me is like if the game is built for team play, that's that's the competitive aspect. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to hop in but have like a challenge and you're looking to progress and do well and win, you know, if you're looking to play with other people who are trying to do well so they can progress as well and win, you know, I still I call that casual still. Yeah, and then for people I would who say. Pull, and then for people who don't play. To do, who play just to play? They don't care about winning. They don't care about losing. They just play to burn time, or they play because they're friends. That's super casual to me. That's my <laughs> categories: <laughs> super casual, casual, competitive. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a sec because I was just like, "All right, I'm trying to rationalize this in my head," and I was like, "I really feel like we need to have a uh, an asshole ranking in there somewhere too." Uh, people just want to come in and just screw things up like some of the salty vids we watched. <laughs> yes, yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. Like Some people, I, I mean, I totally get it. You just want to get in there and you want to play. You know, mm-hmm. you just want to get in there, you like to play, and that's it. You're super casual as far as I'm concerned, you know. Um, at some point, I mean, I, I don't want to... At some point, there has to be something that clicks that you want to be greater. You want to do something better. You got to do something with your life. In Overwatch, you know, so you want to you want to progress, especially if there's like a reward system or something like that. 
And that means you got to get into games, you got to win, you got to learn certain characters and learn how to do them well. That's still casual to me. And maybe it's because of my, you know, competitive gaming background. Uh, you know, maybe that's why. Maybe my definition of what competitive is is actually the new you know, of what of what casual is 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 considered competitive now. You know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what maybe I consider competitive is hardcore competitive. But just because you want, you know, you want to get in, you want to hop in and play well and, and win doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't make you necessarily competitive. It just means you just want to play the game. The point of every game is to win. Some people said the point of every game is to have fun. I think winning's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's... That's an age-old debate that's... Uh... <laughs> God, I hear that even even today. I hear that too. You always got the people like, "Oh, I want to win. I want to win. I like winning." I was like, "Oh, it's just a game. Have fun." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm with you. I if I'm playing, I'm playing to win, and I'm I'm playing to win really well." Exactly. And that's the thing. Like when I play with Overwatch, I for the most part, I can I even enjoy the game when I lose. The only time I get a little frustrated is when we lose over stupid shit, or we lose because the team is just being, you know, it's just not working. You know, right. But I even but I even enjoy Overwatch when I lose. It's a fun game. But, you know, like I, I am playing to win. I'd feel that much better. I'd like it that much more if I won. <laughs> Some people really don't care. They really don't care, and that's casual me. Those are the type of people who want to go into the solo queue. And the reason they want the solo queue is because one of people scream out all the time when, you know, uh when a team is gelling well together, oh, you guys must be on Discord together. You must be on TeamSpeak together. Like, they don't want to play those teams. Like, oh, it's not fair. You know, they're whining about it. It's like, dude, have you even tried to hop on a mic and lead your team? Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised how many times, like, nobody's talking and we start losing. And I put, I, like, I flip my mic down. I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this. Can somebody do that? And somebody's like, I can do that. there were a couple of times when i was playing in the beta where i was you know just it's just quiet nobody's talking people are typing and you know and then i got on the mic i'm like hey guys i'm rolling zenyat i got my ult up you know i need some help can you guys help me with this and somebody's like oh thank god somebody else with a microphone yeah let's totally go this way and do this and then the game got way more fun at that point yeah so it it, it, to those people like i don't feel the need for a solo queue and I think the people who do go solo queue, you're going to get one of two things. You're either going to come across teams that just work well together still, uh-huh. or you're going to come across uh, just really disorganized teams. Now, the thing about ranks, ranking systems is the bottom... Uh, maybe Blizzard can find a way to fix this, but getting out of the low tier of ranking systems... In multiplayer games or or team based multiplayer games, oh my fucking god, it's hard. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. I mean, the only—I'll be honest with you—the only game that there's two games that oh yeah, one team based game I played that had ranking that wasn't hard to get out of the low tiers, and that was Counter Strike Go when it first came out. When CS Go first came out, uh, I was even by myself. I was really. It was able to roll to like a mid tier, you know. Now it's a little different because you have tons of people who lose on purpose so they can de rank. It's annoying. <laughs> I don't get the per- I don't get the point. But this is not a Counter Strike podcast. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, for the, like the, the other the, the other game I'm thinking about is Rising Thunder. 
uh, which is actually a fighting game, but that's a one-on-one game. That's just you and another person. Mm-hmm. You can beat your way out of a low t- out of a low <laughs> rank, you know, because it's just you. That's the thing. It's just you. But even StarCraft, if you play teams, which some people are like, why would you play the same in StarCraft? Because I like it. That's mm-hmm. why. Okay. So if you play, fun, te- even though we didn't always win. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know, in teams in StarCraft, in the lower tiers, it's it can be a bit difficult to get out like the only way to get to get out of low tiers of starcraft is really to take every match by the balls and win it yourself that's really what you have to do oh man i was a dick back in the day when we all used to play then at that point don't worry you guys are fine here just take these units i'm just building up this mass of something else yes this guy let me tell you the story of jason bond and starcraft (laughs) mr mr late game hero he'd start building for the late game in the beginning of the game (laughs) this is that's the type of player this guy is do not play starcraft with jason bond okay (laughs) don't do it hey listen you guys already got wiped out but here i come with my massive carriers or yamato cruisers don't worry it's all cool it's all cool yeah, so <laughs> now, but uh, yeah, I mean they are they are looking into to rank them. It's hard, they, you know. One of the the points that Jeff brought up is like how you know they're looking at various rank system ranking systems, and you know with with Overwatch it's different because with Overwatch, unlike their other games, like uh, Heroes of the Storm is probably the one. They're probably uh, the one that most people were thinking about with heroes of the storm, you're locked into a hero. Everybody's locked into heroes all game, but with overwatch heroes can change at any point of the game in any game. So that's one thing I got to take into consideration too, is how do you rank somebody who let's say they're great with Widowmaker, one of the best Widowmakers in the world, but the occasion doesn't call for a Widowmaker. You know, like mm-hmm. they, let's say they have to be a mercy because that's what their team, uh, that's what their team needs. How do you rank that person in that match? You know, what if they lose and they get like deranked or they go down in the rankings because of that? Like, how do you do that? You know, that that's I the think thing. Uh, I think some other games have had it where you are ranked specifically in the class you were playing, and you 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 know it would contribute to your overall rank. Like uh, I know Battlefield Four, you can be you know, world first in certain areas for certain uh, class sets and be really low in others. I'd have to look into it further to see if that accounted overall, but uh, I know that's one route they could end up going. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see where they go with it. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's some type of mathematical function they can put together that really works with this, but I mean, let's just, you know, I think they should just get the rank system into the game, pure wins and losses. Let's see how you do that. And since it's ranked, People will most more people, I think, will be trying harder to play, especially in beta. And beta will be able to see what it's like when people actually try to play. Once the game actually comes out, you might have some people who are just like, Meh, you know, that those people who don't really try. But you know, you just offer straight up wins and losses, maybe how often you uh play a character. Or maybe they need to base it off of certain stats from that character. If you're playing a healer, how much healing have you done with that character in that round? If you're playing an attack, or how much damage did you do in that round? If you're playing a uh, defense, you know, how, you know, what are you doing? Well, in Widowmaker's a little, like, Widowmaker and Hanzo are a little different because they're defenders, but at the same time, they, uh, you know, they sit back. So how many kills did you get? How many times did you use your special? 
uh, with tanks, how much damage are you absorbing? And then you put that, you do some type of math magic, put that all together, bam, rank system, we're done, we're out of here, watch point, episode three. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I make it sound easy, but no, it's it's not. Um, just, just, just spitballing some ideas here, because I know this is Blizzard's favorite podcast, so. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, we're better than that other uh, Overwatch podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely than that other Overwatch podcast. <laughs> All the over, you know. No, 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 I'm pretty sure somebody disagrees with that. <laughs> yeah, but it is, it is, it is, it is difficult to go ranked, uh, to, to, to do a ranked uh, because of the changes, because there's so many variables in each round, and then, like I said, if the rank system doesn't, the only you know allows more than one character at a time, that's an issue in itself, you know. Like it, it, uh, to me, it would be unfair if a team decided to get like super cheesy and drop like you know uh, three Winston's on a map while you're <laughs> trying to play through. That would be super cheesy. And a win's a win's and a, a win is a win and a loss is a loss. But at the same time, it's like, dude, like, why would I even play ranked? So it's something they have to really think about. And I, I'm I'm serious, man. They, they really need to put in the beta so they can start testing it now and getting feedback now. You know, because they already said they 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 want to put it in, uh, but it might not make it into the, the the game when the game first comes out, and that's fine. But the earlier, the better, in my opinion. Me being the expert Blizzard employee that I am, you know, I'm not a Blizzard employee, just by the way. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they took it in part of the same direction that they have with uh, WoW, where there's you know seasons that it's based on, and you know certain um, you know tiers and rating structure that they'd have. I wouldn't be surprised. I think every rank system does that. Even StarCraft does that. StarCraft does season. League of Legends does season. I'm pretty sure Dota does seasons. I think Heroes does seasons. I'm not sure. I never got to rank 40 on Heroes. When the uh, when the Overwatch beta was down, I started playing Heroes. I got to rank like 25, and that was it. Womp womp. <laughs> never made it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I think it was a good interview uh, to answer some questions and kind of uh, sh- you know uh, tell people what to expect in the coming months with the beta. Jeff Kaplan says he thinks that the beta is going to be up and running up until launch day would be awesome. That would be amazing, in my opinion. I gotta remember, it. I will be taking Overwatch Day off. I will be taking that day off of work. That'll be now, Overwatch. Come day. on, now you should you should know that taking launch day off for a game doesn't always end very well. That is true, but then I still have a day off. <laughs> you know? Yeah, fair enough. You still fair have a day enough. off. I imagine the game's gonna launch on a Tuesday. They can do maintenance. And then they'll bring it back online at one o'clock, and then yeah, that'll be that. <laughs> Overwatch Day. We're calling. We call Overwatch Day here first, folks. Overwatch Day. Yeah, we got a couple of things to cover before we wrap this up. It's gonna go a little bit over, but uh, some things that I thought would be kind of nice to talk about for a little bit. Uh, first, you know, there was a, a Reddit thread. Uh, I think it was uh, yeah, it was a Reddit. It was a thread on Reddit that talked about Winston's bubble. And if you couldn't tell, Winston's bother me. I mean, I, I'm not totally annoyed by Winston's the way I am May. But at the same time, uh, Winston's bubble, like when there's two Winston's on the map, it's a fucking problem for me. Like, I, it gets annoying. <laughs> and I think the Winston's bubble lasts too long. 
and he can drop it too frequently. That's what I think the problem with Winston's bubble is, to be honest with you. Uh, but this person, uh, Lazy Poodle, he made a suggestion, says, what if Winston's shield was like a honeycomb? Like, there's hexagons. The bubble was formed of all hexagons. And each hexagon had a certain amount of damage it could take. So if you, if like you, you and your team focused in on a hexagon, you could pop that one open. Like, I think that's a pretty cool idea. I think it's a pretty cool idea because you can eat, like, you know, if people are in that bubble, you can turn that bubble into a death trap. <laughs> like, oh, you pop a couple hexagons over, oh, there goes Junkrat. Junkrat starts popping in those fucking grenades, and now we got a dead gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think so. it would play in with his lore, too, a little bit because he's, you know, he's very technologically uh, enhanced. So, or I don't want to say, what's the opposite of impaired? Um, technologically savvy inclined savvy, inclined yeah inclined there we go technologically inclined it would make sense that it'd be almost a honeycomb kind of uh uh system to it kind of like what they did with the shields in um halo yes and actually it'd be kind of cool like if he if you know from that now he can manipulate the shield like you know maybe he can have a shield that allows him to charge like it put he puts it in front of him as he charges forward you know as a, maybe he could do that as opposed to putting a bubble down, or he could choose between the two. Mm-hmm. I, I like that idea. I, I like this thread. To be honest with you, it's pretty cool. Actually, I'm going to give it an upboot. <laughs> <laughs> upboot that thread. But yeah, I just thought it was a pretty cool idea. Um, something that would maybe make Winston a little bit more tolerable for me. And I, I, I don't want to make it sound like I really hate Winston, but like I'm, dude, I'm serious. When two Winstons are on the fucking map, it, it really bothers me. It really bothers me. More so than when like they, people used to do like two divas. Nah, nah, that shit don't bother me no more, man. That, I'm just... slowly, slowly building up a, a hate thread for you on, like, if I ever get on the other team, I'm going to convince the team to do this. I'm going to have, like, three Winstons, two Mays, and, oh, man, let's see what else I can put in there. Keep going. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> if you do that, I'll drive to where you live. <laughs> I'll find you. I'll find you. But Bring some beer yeah. while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but moving on from that, uh, there was another Reddit thread, this one from Kid Karma, uh, and he was talking about the most common mistake I've seen in the beta, and this is honestly something I see all the time, too, where you know, you'll, you'll be either put, you'll be pushing, or maybe defending, but most of the time you're pushing, but your teammates go in piecemeal, one or two at a time, get wiped out, and then they go back and they run straight into it again. They don't wait for their teammates. And it bothers me. I'm glad it's bothering somebody else. Mm-hmm. And he just gives some advice because he hears all the time. Like, because I would see it too. Like, somebody's like, Where are you guys? Where's my team? I'm dying because you're not here. No, you're dying because you went without us. You know? <sighs> yeah, that's a, that's a big problem. There's not. It's not going to help you in any game, especially a shooter, when you go in gladiator style. You know, sure, there's some people that can pull off those clutch moments, but more often than not, you're just going to screw everybody not else over. Not you and not in this game. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one person I know of who could do that, and I don't think he games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, especially like in this game, the only reason I would go in by myself is to try to hold a point for overtime. 
That's it. If I'm just, and that's more about survivability. That's me. If it's you know, that's me running around the objective, trying not to die. You know, that that's that's basically, uh, you know, what that is. That's like you know, <laughs> just imagine me with the ruby rod scream running around an objective or running around the cart pushing because that's what's happening at that point when I'm trying to delay. You know, I'm trying to delay over time, but um. Yeah, like, come on, guys. We can do better. We can do better. <laughs> that being said, though, that being said, though, if it's at, like, the end of a round or something like that and you're just trying to keep them off the point long enough, you know, it it comes down to, you know, to knowing when to make that judgment call, I think. And I don't think enough people really know how to make that judgment call. I don't see how they don't. Like, it's like, do you, you like, if it's not over time, if the time's not running, running down, it's not critical. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait for the team to show up. And then go together. More than likely, you are not equipped to go in by yourself. Even tanks. Tanks get eaten alive when they're by themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Tanks get eaten alive. So, yeah, just don't do it. Please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the art of pushing, folks. That's the thing. Is the art of pushing. Wait for your teammates. If there's not three of you, don't do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, the last thing I want to talk about is levers, because this is something that happens a lot. Uh, there's another video. This is another video we are going to put on to the show notes uh, with somebody talking about lever penalty. Like, there should be a lever penalty, which I 100% believe, even though I left two games last week, but I left those games because those people were morons. It wasn't just because we were losing. I can take losing. But when the team is being completely that shit is like I gotta go. I'm sorry. I I need to go do something more productive. Uh, so I would such e- a huge pain point. I would have even taken fucking nope. stand it <laughs> when people leave a game because they're losing. That quitting mentality is so lame, and you're gonna fail at life <laughs> if you have that mentality all the time. Ugh. Yeah, dude. Like I. I would in the, in the cases where I left, I would have even taken the lever penalty just because I would have did it and I would have went somewhere else. Like I would have did, I would have like watched TV or something like that for the five minutes. Uh, you know, the penalty was active. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because yeah, it's really it's a it's, you know it's not just a pain in the ass for the people in your match. It's a pain in the ass for other people. Like if you leave thirty seconds before the match is over or a minute or nine you know, two minutes before the match is over, somebody else gets pulled into that game and they get pulled into one, a losing game, and two, a game where they only have ninety seconds. Like it's like, are you serious? Like, you know, I load up the game, I load. I I wait, I load. Or sometimes I go to a skirmish, I wait, then I come out, I load, I wait, I pick a character, I come out, we lose, I wait. <laughs> that's what that's what it is, you know. It's 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 the game of waiting, and it's it's a pain in the ass. So, yeah, come on. There, I really do think there needs to be some type of lever penalty just to rectify this, man. Like it, it's it's getting annoying, and I think I don't know if they can do the same thing they do with like uh, heroes. I think with heroes, if you leave, you um, I'm pretty sure with heroes, if you leave, the only option you have is to join that game. But with this game, you know, if somebody leaves <laughs> and they got to go, like, they're just going to go. And now you're going to be one person down for the rest of the game. So that's why they pull somebody in. But I think if you leave a game, the average game lasts, what, 10 minutes? Uh, 
Yeah, it's maybe. About 10 minutes. The game, average game lasts 10 minutes in Overwatch. I think the lever penalty should be at least five minutes. I'm people... thinking, well, yeah, because we have those in WoW. I don't know if they're in uh, StarCraft, really, and such, but... No. Um, or, yeah, yeah, at that point. And I think if you are going to join backup, you should only be allowed to join the game that you left, because that's, you know, some that sort leaves of a problem. Or, or, you know what? You should only be allowed to join the game that you left, and they put you in the spectator. <laughs> <laughs> because, like I said, they're going to pull somebody else into the game for you. As soon as the game is over, I mean, as soon as it's over, oh, as soon as you leave, I'm sorry, as soon as you leave, they're going to pull somebody else in the game. So, like, yeah, you should, I think you should have to sit out for five minutes for leaving. Take the loss. Take the loss. Talking to myself too, be a man. Take the loss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, after I get done with this podcast, I'm going to go talk to myself in the mirror. I'm like, we talked about this. We talked about this. <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, I, th- I do think it should be like uh, at least five minutes before uh, before you can hop into another game, and that will curb leaving. I mean, if somebody's got to go, they got to go. Right. You know, you know, like if Nick was playing Overwatch and his wife was having the baby, he'd have to leave. You can't have to worry about a lever penalty then. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Nick, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, Steph, hold it in. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I do believe it. We'll have all that available on the show notes. We'll put the Jeff Kaplan interview in the show notes. We'll put the Reddit threads in the show notes so you guys can uh, read that. And let us know what you think. Like We, we would definitely love to hear feedback about what you think about these topics. What do you think about the patch changes? What do you think about Jeff's interview uh, do you like the idea about Winston's bubble? Do you think Winston's fine? Do you hate that I hate May? You know, like what? <laughs> what do you think? Let us know. Definitely, uh, feel free to leave a comment on the website on matchesbutton.com, on our Facebook, or on our Twitter, or on our SoundCloud anywhere. Uh, but uh, Bond, if you got, you, you have anything else? Are we good to go? I think I'm good for now. And we're good to go. Okay, great then. Uh, that is going to bring us to the end of episode three of Watch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not so fast. Uh, it looks like Blizzard likes to put patches out the day we release a podcast. The same thing happened with Watchpoint number two, and it happened again. Watchpoint number three went out on March 1st, and on March 1st, boom, patch and patch notes. So instead of waiting on, you know, for the next watch point, which is in two weeks, uh, I decided that I would just go through the patch notes now, add it to the show, and on the next show we can talk about how the patch patch really turned out. So I'm just gonna go through patch 1.0.2 that came out March 1st, and then you'll get the rest of the podcast, which I'm pretty sure this is gonna go at the end. So no big deal. All right, so. First, some general patches, oh, sorry, some general changes. Uh, the speed at which the payload moves has been increased for when one player is escorting and when two players are escorting. Max speed, three-plus players are escorting, remains unchanged. Now, I mean, I don't know. I really, I, I felt that when one person was on the payload, the movement was fine. Maybe because this is beta, they just want to see what it's like if it moves a bit faster. You know, they are testing stuff, so that will make a lot of sense, but that's happening. Loot boxes, all sprays and voice lines are considered common. All player icons and victory poses are now considered rare. 
excluding default icons and poses. Obviously. Okay, <laughs> they put that in. That's why I read it. Uh, rare and epic quantities of credits will now appear more frequently in loot boxes. And legendary quantities of credits will now appear less frequently in loot boxes. Um, I think I think that's pretty cool because I I rarely get the rare or epic quantity. I either get the the I guess the common quantity, uh, which is usually like I think ten credits, and then I got you know two legendaries, which I believe legendaries are five hundred, but they happen so far apart that I mean it was great because I got to to get a skin that I wanted, but it. it it, yeah, <laughs> I would be. I'm, I think I would be more happy with them coming in the rare and epic quantities. Matchmaking. Several behind-the-scenes improvements have been made to the in-game matchmaker, especially for groups and players at higher skill levels. Players from Australia, South America, and Southeast Asia should no longer experience exceptionally long queue times. We talked about the long queue times on match point number two. Well, it's not match point, sorry, watch point number two. Watch point radio number two, sorry. And uh, I guess now they're, they're getting around to fixing it, so hooray for those guys. Luckily, I've never had those problems. Now, the behind-the-scenes changes with the improvements to the in-game matchmaker. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, obviously, I have played against some groups. I mean, it's clear when I'm playing against a group of guys who, oh, or gals, sorry, who know each other. It's 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 pretty obvious, but I, I don't really have a problem with it because in many of those cases, I'd hop on the mic and I'd start communicating more with my team and it would still be fun to play and a lot of times we would win and sometimes we wouldn't win. You know, it would still be close. Like, I really wouldn't get massacred. The only time I really get massacred in this game is when our team just really isn't playing together. So I really don't have a problem with it, but people do complain about it. And players at high skill levels, I mean, I come from a competitive background, so I enjoy playing against players at high skill levels, especially if they are doing something counter to me. Like, if, if I'm sniping and the person counter-sniping is really good... I, I, I like that because I want to see what they're doing and maybe it can help me improve in my game. Obviously, a lot of people don't feel that way. Uh, probably a lot of the more casual players, they don't like being grouped with people who... They, they, they want to be grouped with people that, uh, I guess, more closer to their skill level. Uh, for regular play, I don't really see a problem with it. For ranked play, I can definitely see you know, pushing that, but we'll see how it goes, but, well, whatever. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal for me. I don't think it's going to stifle my enjoyment of the game. Uh, the last general change is the social wheel. They removed the cooldown when using voice lines, added a short global cooldown when any option, when using any option on the communications wheel. Huh, I wonder why they did that. I got maybe... I don't, that's weird. Anyway, I'm I'm curious to see how short that global cooldown is. I actually haven't had a chance to play Overwatch since these patches came out. And frequently spamming any option on the communications wheel within a short period of time will now lock you out for a few seconds. That's fair because I really don't want to you know hear people, especially as in offense, you're trapped in a room with with a. Uh, your teammates, I don't want to hear people spamming the same annoying lines over and over and over again because you know that's what it will become. Now, for the hero balance changes, which are the biggest changes of the game, uh, they, they kind of have a disclaimer up here saying that they are ex uh, experimenting with some pretty significant balance changes in this patch, and they're doing it because it is beta. So I think some of the changes 
in this patch are not necessarily because people are asking for them. I think they just want to see what it feels like, what how people feel about certain things. Now, Bastion's first up. Obviously, they're still trying to balance out Bastion because, like I said during the show, to me, Bastion really feels kind of useless at this point. So, I mean, I mean, every time I see Bastion, he's getting destroyed. It's very rare that I see people working together with Bastion, and that's what you need with Bastion. Up, you know, up until this point, you needed to have a team supporting him, and then he can then he can shine. But for Bastion with this patch, uh, aim restrictions have been removed when transforming. And in the Sentry configuration, damaging Bastion's core. And Sentry mode would now cause double damage, decreased from triple damage. So that's supposed to help with survivability. Here's the developer comments. With the changes we made to Bastion's overall survivability in Sentry mode in our last patch, we felt that its core no longer needed to be so vulnerable. We also wanted to continue supporting Bastion's run-and-gun playstyle, so we removed all aiming restrictions and transformations. So they're really looking for Bastion to be a, a, a more overall... Or a well-rounded character. I will admit I am being killed by Bastion in uh, regular mode. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but in, in the regular mode more frequently. So I guess they've been successful on that front. Now, Genji. This is one of those changes I think they're doing just to check it out. But they decreased Genji's health from 200 to 150. And the developer comment is, Genji is a fast character with a smaller character model, making him overly oh, oh, yeah, overly difficult to kill. Sorry. Uh, to help with this, we're lowering, lowering Genji's health. This is an experiment, and we want to see how he feels to play and play against. After this change, be sure to share your feedback. Now, personally, I really don't have trouble uh, killing Genji. I, I've never really thought of him as a huge threat. His biggest threat to me always was the uh, his, his uh, attack that was well, not his attack, but his uh, his ability to reflect bullets back. I mean, using him, using that against like a Bastion, I have like destroyed Bastions because of like you know I think it's kind of fun drawing drawing somebody's fire out and then using that against them. But I've never really thought of him as that as that much of a threat that, you know, he needed to be debuffed. Uh, I guess maybe some people did. I don't know if they caught some feedback about that. But, I, I mean, in the forums, I really haven't seen much about it. But either way, now he's been decreased to 150. I will tell you that I, I think because of this, that move, where he, his deflect move will become way, like, you know, using it properly and at the right time will become way, way, way more important than it was before because you just don't have the health, you know, uh, like you used to. It's not like you had that much health to begin with, though. You had 200 health. Uh, but now you have even less health, and, uh, you know, you're going to have to use all of Genji's abilities to sneak, not even, like, you know, to be more stealthy. You know, you're going to have to use your, uh, your dash move way more often to get from safe place to safe place. So, you know, I really think... That this change is going to be a problem for Genji against Torbjorn's turrets. To be honest with you, I think that's where we're going to see the biggest problem. And I, I mean, I could be wrong, but just playing Genji as much as I have, which to be honest isn't as much as my other characters. I just really started playing Genji when the beta came back. I think uh, Torbjorn's turret was probably going to be a, a big issue for this, but. Uh, continuing on, 
Lucio health decreased from one fi- uh, from two hundred to one fifty, and the developer comment was similar to Genji. Lucio is fast, small, have lot has lots of mobility options. We've lowered his health slightly to compensate. Let us know how this feels. <sighs> Lucio feels a little different only because you know his health is constantly regenerating. I mean, and then if he can use his uh, boost ability, or, you know, to pump it up. And he can get his health back that much faster. I don't know. I really didn't feel like he... His survivability was that high, though. I thought it was pretty fair uh, to compensate. Because, you know, I'm all about adapting. I mean, players may be able to use his uh, his wall riding. Uh, or wall running, wall riding, whatever you want to call it. Uh, a bit more. You know, to try to not get hit. Uh, so... I don't know. We'll see. Maybe uh, swapping between speed and health more frequently, like as opposed to you know just fighting with health, you can fight with speed and try to uh, avo- avoid being damaged and get around your opponent. I don't know. I really have to play to see how it works out. Not too upset by it, but I just I'm not, I gotta see now. Junk wrap. His rip tire. Couple changes. It's the health was increased to 150 health. If the tire is destroyed, it no longer detonates and significantly damaging and significantly decreased damage fall off from rip tires detonation radius. The, the developer's comments are Junkrat is able to dish out a ton of damage, but rip tire in its current state feels a little weak. On the flip side, trying to destroy his rip tire can sometimes feel a little hopeless once it gets too close to you. With these changes, we hope the player will feel more empowered to take out Junkrat's junk rats rip tire before it explodes. However, to compensate, the explosion itself is much stronger. Overall, using Riptire should feel more effective, and counting Riptire should feel more realistic. I don't think Riptire was weak at all. I think Riptire is one of the most effective uh, ults, uh, ultras in the game, ultimates in the game, unless they're talking about killing multiple people. You know... And then killing uh, people that are more heavily armored, you know, killing multiple people that may be a bit a bit tough, uh, but you can definitely kill at least one to two people with Riptire in its current state. Now, I think Riptire making it so that when it's destroyed and no longer detonates, I think that should have been done for sure. Because the thing about Riptire, once it get, you know, you destroying rip tire was difficult unless you were an asshole because not because it was hard to hit the tire but because once rip tire got close or within a certain radius of an ally if you destroyed it you caused the blow up you just caused the death of that ally now if you didn't care you just want to make sure it didn't get to you it's not a big deal but i i do like the fact that the tire when the tire is destroyed no longer detonates that means you know there is there's no longer a point of no return for you you know because if you shoot it like you know if you shoot it first there's no damage to you but you know maybe the person controlling the tire isn't exactly sure what the radius is uh and they won't blow it up and they'll they'll give you a bit more time to actually destroy it so we'll see so i'm looking forward to to testing that out i don't play junk rat a whole lot uh, since the beta came back, I mean, I play it when I need to, so I play against them most of the time, and I am looking forward to see uh, how that plays out. Now, May, oh, I'm just going to read the notes, and then we'll talk about May. I mean, in this episode, 
I kind of let loose about how I feel about May, but we'll talk about it a little bit again. So with May, uh, the endothermic blaster, the primary fire now has a minimum slow effect that's instantly applied. The total time to freeze the target remains unchanged. Blizzard, effective radius can no longer be blocked by barriers or payloads. All right. Now, the developer comments is, May is intended to be a good pick against faster, more agile heroes in the game. However, the way her primary fire previous worked, there's fr- there'd frequently be situations where she'd hit an enemy uh, target briefly, but not long enough to slow them down or follow up with another attack before they were able to get out of range or line of sight. Boosting her primary fire's initial slow effect should help her keep up with the enemy targets more successfully. Additionally, May's ultimate now ignores barriers like Winston's protector, projector and Reinhardt's barrier field, which gives it a little more power and allows for more options when trying to counter heavy use of shielding abilities in general. I do not like this. I mean, they, they really... Uh, I mean, obviously, it is beta, so... The changes could be a bit extreme and one-sided, possibly. Uh, but I don't like this because, okay, so May wasn't able to trap faster characters quickly. And that's what they intended her to do. So now she should be able to do that because as soon as the, the, the primary fire hits somebody, they should uh, slow down. But what about the characters she already had an advantage over, which are a lot? She already had an advantage over a lot of characters because once that, once the the primary fire hits you, you start to slow down, and then she just closes and freezes you, and then hits you or punches you to death. Unless you're a tank, it's kind of difficult to survive that. What about those characters? You know, and now it goes through Reinhardt's barrier. So you mean to tell me a May can kind of run up to Reinhardt's barrier? And just freeze Reinhardt because it doesn't take long to do that. It will be different if if they increase the total time to freeze a target, but they didn't. They did not do that. Now she can run up to Reinhardt, or she can run up to to uh, Winston or somebody else with a barrier and just freeze them. You know, and just, just she could just she could just freeze them. Leaving the team, you know, the uh, opposing team undefended and leaving that character open for attack because now it completely ignores the barrier. I mean, I I would be happier if it caused more damage to the barrier or that, like I said, if they increase the total time to freeze the target because that's probably my biggest gripe with it as it is. I think... As a soldier, seventy-six, I should I should be powerful enough to destroy May if she's running right at me, doing the freeze. But usually, with that, she right before I get the kill on her, I'm frozen and I can't do anything. So I think it, it, I think that needs to be tweaked. The total time to freeze a target because slowing slowing I mean slowing somebody down is just is bad enough, but. You know, freezing them so fast, I'm not a fan of that. Um, and you know what? It could be that I just I just don't know her that well enough to counter it. That's totally an option here. So you know what I'm going to do? For the next two weeks, I am going to play May. And then on watch point number four, I am going to report back. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to report back and let you guys know how that, you know, what I found out, what, what reconnaissance told me. But. Uh, moving on, Mercy. 
Guardian Angel can once again target the soul of dead allies. Players really enjoy being able to use Guardian Angel on dead allies, and it felt uh, and felt it allowed for a much more clutch plays and interesting movement during combat. As a result, we're reverting the changes from a previous patch that removed Mercy's ability to target and travel to dead allies using Guardian Angel. Thumbs up. I agree. Uh, now Winston's uh, getting get a change on barrier protection. The shield health decreased from 1,000 to 600, and the cooldown now activates after the barrier expires. I agree. Uh, now, the developer comments are, even though it's always been possible to destroy Winston's barrier protection, it often felt impossible to do so in normal situations unless you used your ultimate. This resulted in many players just waiting for the barrier to expire instead of attacking it. With this change, it's now more realistic for players to counter Winston's barrier through normal damage. I also think they should add the fact that there can only be one Winston barrier down at a time. I think that needs to be something that 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 happens. That you know, because it's like uh, with Symmetra's teleporter. I don't. I'm pretty positive you cannot put two teleporters down. If you have two Symmetras, you cannot use two teleporters. I think you should only be able to use one barrier uh, at a time. To be honest with you, but I, I do like the changes. I'm looking forward to playing with them. Zarya, projected barrier duration decreased from four seconds to two seconds. Now, uh, developer comments. Previously, Zarya's protect uh, projected barrier lasted much longer than her particle barrier, which made it very difficult for enemies to deal with. If a player wanted to avoid dealing damage to the barrier, they had to wait the, a full four seconds, which felt like an unreasonable amount of time in the thick of combat. This change makes Zarya's par particle barrier and projected barriers the same duration. Now, I, I understand where they come from with this, but to cut it in half, I think that's too much, especially because you put it on somebody else. Now, in competitive play, when you're playing with people, well, I should say, when you're playing with people that you know and that you're actively communicating with, I don't think this is an issue because you can say, hey, I'm going to put the barrier on you in three, two, one, and then they could use that and go into the fight and they can help you charge your, your weapon. However, in a lot of pub play, when you're not directly talking to people all the time, you know, a lot of people, they, they don't even realize the barriers on them until a second or two after they've already got it. So you can put it on somebody and they could totally not use it properly. Now, of course, you can always put it on somebody who is actively uh, being attacked, but you know, then you have to be super vigilant, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. It's very possible to do. It's not impossible. I, I'm pretty sure I, I can work with that just the way I work with the, the barrier before. But I do think it's a little unfair. I would say decreasing it from four seconds to three seconds would have been better, but not four seconds to two seconds. I think it's just too short. Actually, to be honest with you, I think Zarya's uh, projected barrier or, or particle barrier was too short. I think that should be at least three seconds, but hey, that's just me. I just started uh, really playing with Zarya, but you know, what you going to do? Now, for my favorite, well, actually, my most played character is Zenyatta. Players will now receive a notification whether Orb of Harmony or Orb of Destruction are returned from a dead target. This was a player suggestion that made a lot of sense to us. The notification helps you to be more aware of the status of active Orbs of Harmony and Discord, which in turn allows you to more strategically redeploy them. Okay, I mean, that's fine. I really don't see the need for it, but uh, I'm down with it. Uh, now, bug fixes. Uh, general, 
fix the crash that would that could occur when getting play of the game on a control point. Fix several crashes that could occur when logging into and out of the game client. Heroes, fix an issue with the way Torbjorn's turret oriented whenever its target moved out of line of sight. And loot boxes, fix an issue with the lighting on several loot boxes that cause skins and poses to appear darker than intended. And uh, this, this is patch 1.0.2 from March 1st, 2016. I am very excited to check out the new changes and uh, see see how it goes. Like I said, on watch point number four, we will be talking about how these patches played out. Hopefully, when we release watch point number four, they don't release a patch the same day, so I don't have to put another one of these in. But I'm going to let you go back, enjoy the rest of the show, and thanks for listening. Besides watch point radio, we also have a few other podcasts that you can hear. Uh, we have WoW Talk, which is our World of Warcraft podcast, and that is every other Tuesday opposite of us, except this week because we have a special edition WoW Talk. So if you're listening to Watchpoint Radio this week, I did say the dates in the beginning, so if you wish that there is a special edition WoW Talk that's also coming out. We have In Orbit, which is the podcast that is yeah, usually the Mondays before Watchpoint Radio. That's every other Monday. Uh, for in orbit and that is our destiny podcast so if you play destiny or if you're interested in destiny maybe you were playing destiny you just kind of want to know what's going on we'll talk to the guys or listen to the guys uh to, to jorge and the guys from the technodrome uh they play destiny religiously and they care so <laughs> listen to that podcast we have double tap which that's also available this week it's the first week of every month double tap and that is for the fighting game community uh, all uh, mo- well, most fighting games are covered, but you know things that are happening in the fighting game community, different events, tournaments. They talk about all that different issues. Actually, Winter Brawl X just passed. Uh, I watched Filipino Champ beat KBR, and then I believe the next day KBR beat Filipino Champ when they ran back to Marvel. Uh, I really wish I could have watched that. I was I was actually rooting for KBR not because I don't like Filipino Champ, but I just wanted to see an upset. But you know, it is what it is. You don't even know who I'm talking about, do you, Bond? Nope, no idea. Yeah, see. <laughs> You're not hip. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we are, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud. You can catch us on Twitter, which is Twitter.com slash MashThoseButtons, Facebook.com slash MashThoseButtons, and YouTube.com slash MashThoseButtons. I lied about the Twitter. The Twitter is Twitter.com slash site. Okay, uh, my Twitter is underscore jaw underscore so underscore J A A underscore Bond doesn't have a Twitter because he is a loser. <laughs> All right, uh, and you know, feel free to contact us. I'm serious. Like, let us know what you think. I mean, whether you want to talk about the topics or you want to talk about the show in general. If you like the show, let us know. If you don't like the show, I especially want to know why you don't like our show. <laughs> but yeah, and seriously, any any feedback, uh, critical or positive is appreciated. And if you like the show so much that you you know want to help out, just share the show. Share it with people. That helps us out more than you can imagine, especially at this point. So uh yeah, just 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 share it out with your friends and anybody that you think be interested in hearing or talking about Overwatch. And that's gonna do it for this episode. We will catch you guys in two weeks. Vacation next week. Ha <laughs> ha
Peace.